back to the Golden Road Podcast, the number one podcast in the universe. My name is Addison Wiener. I am the founder of Golden Road, who strives to help motivate and inspire people to live their best lives. I am Jared. I am the centennial entrepreneur experiencing the, the cultures of the world as the miracle traveler. Over 52 flights and solo traveling through half the world. Uh, I came here to share with you the viewpoint of many cultures around the world on the topics that we discuss in these podcasts. Awesome. And my name is Ryan Morrison. I am a Zen master yogi who found my calling as a strengths coach to help people use their strengths to overcome challenges. And today we have Tiffany back. Um, if you watched last week's podcast, um, she was on that episode uh, talking about finding equality in today's society. Um, and today we're going to be talking about creating divine balance. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we're going to do a tarot card and a meditation like we have been doing in the past couple episodes. And let's get right into that. Mental conflict. And that is... One sec. All right. This card deals with the inability to move forward as self-doubt emerges from indecisiveness or not being able to take action with a person, group, or even a situation in your present life. It may not be an easy decision, but you're already aware of this. Just remember that you have the strength, courage, and power to make all the necessary considerations when you decide to act and finally make the choice that that need or choices that need to be made then and only then will a resolution be forthcoming and with it a sense of mental relief there's assistance out there for you so seek out and listen to wise counsel and to help well, counsel to help you at, help you make the right decisions listen to your intuition and have faith in yourself peace and harmony will soon be yours I think that definitely resonates with me. I mean, I think when we're talking about like creating balance, you're coming from a place of not having balance um, or like you're looking at places that aren't like balanced or you have like a conflict and you're trying to move towards it. Um, so just being able to recognize that and bring that to your conscious mind. Um, what about you guys? What do you guys think about it, about mental conflict? <clears throat> When I was younger, I, led, I read a lot of the Proverbs and it always talked about seeking counsel. Like, um, you, you really have to, you know, if you're, if you're struggling with something like that, like right now I'm, I'm struggling with trying to find a place to move. So I have like a mental conflict of like, do I want to have a roommate? Do I want to get like a studio? And I don't know, maybe I should you know, talk to somebody that has gone through that same situation, like has a wiser um, insight into that so i have to probably seek some counsel on that some pretty cheap rooms in the house i might be moving into 
Well, if I could. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, I just think it's like really hard to balance everything in life in general, just like day-to-day life, like figuring out where you want to lend your time because, you know, we have such a short amount of time in the day and it's like, do we, at the end of the day, are you going to feel like you got stuff done or not? Like, um, so that's really hard for me just as a busy person, um, just trying to figure out like, do I feel satisfied at the end of the day or like, do I have to work even more and then overbook myself even more um, to make everything work? So. Yeah, for me, the the mental conflict that comes to mind is also just the sheer amount of responsibilities that I have uh, today. I didn't exercise last night as a part of my journaling to sort of inventory different parts of my life. Um, and then and one of the things that I inventoried was the amount of things that I do pretty much uh, in a week. And it's a lot of stuff. And I even just added another thing. Um, it's it's so tempting to just continue to like add more and more and more and into your life and into my life. And so I think it's for me just finding out what really matters and what maybe I can let go or what maybe I can uh, dedicate less mental space to. Um, just sort of decluttering and focusing on what's really important. That's great. I yeah definitely like the you always want to add in more and more stuff. Like there's always something else you want to be doing, but like you also got to add in time for yourself and time to relax and have that ebb and flow. And if you're just working all the time, I just feel like it's so easy to burn out and just not be able to do anything. So if you want to do all the stuff that you want to be able to do, you have to have that, have that balance. And we, I think we're definitely, we're going to be going into that more. Um, but Ryan, if we want to do um, a little meditation, it's no, another way to, get balanced and create that headspace to be able to do, do the things that you want. Um, so we can, we can start that right now if you want. Absolutely. So this morning we're going to be doing a balanced meditation. Um, this one is inspired by multiple different uh, writers and yogis. Um, one of them being Chad Foreman. Uh, didn't do too much research, research into who he is, but um, I just wanted to give credit where credit was due, but I did a- adapt this meditation. Um, so you're going to be hearing a lot of original uh, content. So wherever you are, whenever you are, whenever you're listening to this, um, first off, welcome. And secondly, find a comfortable position. Whether you decide to stand, to sit, to lie down. So whatever feels most comfortable to you. A balanced lifestyle sets the stage for an optimal health and happiness and for the now and for the long-term. Creating a lifestyle that is satisfying, maintainable, realistic, and supportive of all of one's personal values. This is balance. As you begin to sink into desired state, I invite you to take notice of your breath. 
Take a deep inhale through the nose. Crunch the face a bit and exhale, sigh it out the mouth. Inhale through the nose and exhale, crunch the face and sigh it out the mouth. One more deep inhale through the breath. Hold at the top. Suck in a little more air. Crunch your face and exhale out the mouth. Now what I'll invite you to do is to begin breathing in that Ujjayi breath. You're gonna take deep inhales through the nose and then we're gonna constrict the back of our throat, keeping the mouth shut and exhale back out the nose. Another inhale through the nose, constrict the back of the throat and exhale, breathing that ocean-like breath back out the nose. One more to set the stage, deep inhale through the nose, hold at the top, Suck in a little more. Constrict the back of the throat and exhale back out through the nose. This is your breath for today's balanced meditation. As you continue to breathe, I invite you to slowly begin to close your eyes if you have not already. Maybe bringing the hands on top of the legs or on our sides next to us. Palms either facing down or up, whatever feels most comfortable to you. I invite you to take inventory of the mind, the body, and the spirit. We're gonna start with the mind because thoughts become actions and actions become habits. Everything starts in the mind. And so it makes the most sense for us to start there. One common reason for imbalance in the mind is attachment. This is a central idea in Buddhism where the Buddha preaches the detachment of the ego, the detachment of the self, the detachment of material possessions, things, places, memories, just living in the present moment. I encourage you to take inventory and notice of the people, places, and things in your life. We have this common assumption that these external forces are what make us suffer. Or these external forces are what make us happy. But happiness and balance is found from within. And it begins with a detached mind.
And as you notice, these people, places, and things start coming in and out of your mind. Begin to let go. They're not going to go anywhere. Just let go for a moment. Now I invite you to participate in a practice with us. This practice is called Before Immeasurables. And we will recite them either aloud or in our minds in order to invite positive and loving states. This will help us to forgive to let go and to find peace. When you are ready, we will begin reciting the four immeasurables. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May all beings have happiness and the causes for happiness. May all beings have happiness and the causes for happiness. May all beings have happiness and the causes for happiness. May all beings treat each other equally and fairly without prejudice. May all beings treat each other equally and fairly without prejudice. May all beings treat each other equally and fairly without prejudice. May all beings find the highest happiness of enlightenment as quickly as possible. May all beings find the highest happiness of enlightenment as quickly as possible. May all beings find the highest happiness of enlightenment as quickly as possible. Breathe. Let go and breathe. Now I invite you to take notice of the physical state. Maybe you're slouching. Maybe your back is vertical. Maybe you feel tension in various parts of the body. In Tai Chi, the graceful movement all starts with the ability to find balance 
in a standing position. We call this standing position in Sanskrit Tadasana. So too, the perfect meditation is about finding balance in a good posture. I invite you to come back to that breath. On your next inhale, roll those shoulders back a few times. Just start to loosen up that body. Maybe we find a stretch of our back. Maybe we take a morning stretch. Whatever feels comfortable, just move. Generate that energy in that body. And now to find that center in this meditation, begin to rock yourself back and forth, forward, side to side, not too far left, not too far right, just finding that movement in order to create that open space in the body. Maybe, maybe circling the neck, circling the wrists and shoulders, releasing any tension in the body. Once you feel like you've found that space in the body and started to relax and let go of the tension, settle back into the natural resting state, trying to keep your back as straight as possible. We're gonna do a quick body scan here. So in the mind's eye, picturing a gold light reaching from the bottom of the toes up through the calves and the shins, up into the knees and the thighs, up into our hips, then up through our abdomen and the backside of our back, rising up together through the rib cage and up into the chest and towards the heart. Continuing, continuing up the back, reaching the bottom of our neck and shoulders, down the arms to the tips of our fingers, and back up through into the neck, up into the face, back of the head, mind's eye, crown of the head, and shooting that gold light up into the universe. Now a beacon for the light of the universe, sending that gold energy back down through the crown of the head, washing through your entire body. Don't forget your extremities down to the fingers and then back down through the body to the toes. Finally, I will invite you to take notice of your spirit. The universe grants us these bodies to remind us that we come from the divine. We are just spirits in bodies. And we're here to do work. But let's not forget that we too are here to play. 
to enjoy each other, to find happiness. Now what I'll invite you to do here is to just say thank you for having another beautiful day alive. And when you are ready, you may take a deep inhale in through the nose Clasping those hands at the front, taking a slight bow, releasing the breath. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Ryan. That was great. I feel a lot more balanced now. <laughs> a lot more balance welcome Vito for those who don't know you can uh, watch us live on Twitch uh, Vito's in the chat welcome thank you so much for joining us um, thank you today, Vito today we're talking about divine creating divine balance um, and today's <sighs> guest we have Tiffany she was here last week um, as I said um, Tiffany if you want to just share some of your experience with um your family and your background uh, with creating divine balance or with spirituality and um, go, in, go into that if you want. Yeah, um, my name is Tiffany Harris. Um, I'm a senior at the University of Michigan. I'm majoring in political science and African-American studies. Um, I was going into engineering at first, but I switched over a lot, um, found a bunch of like interests at the university. Um, I've been dancing since I was three years old. I'm also Baha'i. Um, that's my religion, for those of you who aren't familiar. Um, as well as my family has a large history in like sound meditation, Reiki, yoga, um, living like a balanced life, like letting stress go. Um, also, my parents are, my mom's a doctor. And so even though she's a doctor, she's still very much believes in natural healing and homeopathic medicine, um, even though she is a traditional doctor. So um, I've always grown up like, for example, if you guys have ever done this, but when I'm sick, um, instead of like going to the store and getting a pill bottle, I'll sit over a pot of turmeric, like a boiling pot of turmeric with a blanket and breathe in all of the fumes from the turmeric and water. Um, and then magically like my sinus problem and my sickness goes away. Um, so I just think it's really cool that I have grown up that way just because I don't typically believe in traditional medicine. Um, and that's kind of influenced the way I eat, the way I live. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm speaking a lot, okay. but, um, no, what yeah. was your earliest experience with like, uh, homeopathic healing or medicine or like spirituality? Um, I, well, I've been Baha'i my whole life. So I declared, I had like, my mom made me kind of have like a mini party when I declared that I was Baha'i, um, invited a bunch of my friends from school. They all had to learn about what Baha'i religion was. But my earliest experience of like homeopathic medicine, honestly, I was probably three. Um, and I was really small to the point where 
like I didn't even understand turmeric I didn't understand like herbs I didn't understand why like when I was sick I had to sit over a pot you know I just thought it was weird and I would like cry and freak out um, and my mom would just be like no this is gonna heal you you know this is not weird like I know your friends are over there taking pills but you're not <laughs> So um, I think that that just made me um, just very strong, like, and like my immune system to kind of build up itself um, and not get used to like, I don't know, obviously you need antibiotics sometimes. I'm not like an anti-antibiotic person, but like, <laughs> I just think that there's a lot of ways that vitamins, like if you get sick, like if you start feeling sick just because of stress or just because of it's getting cold and things like that, like you can take vitamins, you can um, take like vitamins in your water, you can make a smoothie, you can eat really healthy, you can not eat dairy, you can not eat meat for the week, and I guarantee you will feel better. Um, so just things like that. Yeah, it's kind of what I grew up learning. So I'd say I was three years old. Did you grow up just learning? Oh, go ahead. I'll just in background to like uh, help put some some reference to um, everything that Tiffany just said. Um, when you eat healthy and you give your body the vitamins and supplements that it needs, then it can like your body has the strength to defend for itself, and it can fight off you know whatever um, bacteria or virus you have mm -hmm. or cold. And that's just like a natural thing. Like your body needs all that. And a lot of times people just get away from that. So Yeah. And they're just like, okay, I need to go to the urgent care now. And I need to get the, the, get the pills to make me better. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, no, you, you still could be sick after because now yeah. what, what, um, sorry, antibiotics does is it wipes out your flora, your natural healthy flora that you have in your intestine and, and stomach, it wipes everything out. And so then, then after you're sick, everything can just come back. So mm -hmm. it really doesn't do the job necessarily that it, it, it intends to do. Yeah, it'll kind of just mask the problem without mm -hmm. really taking care of it. Exactly. Um, and I think also that I've gotten really involved in like natural products is because I also have eczema. Um, I didn't tell you guys this before, but I've just had really bad skin issues, really bad like gut issues just because of like if, if I ever eat unhealthy, then I get sick. So if I go to McDonald's, mm -hmm. if I am on a road trip and I stop for fries, I'm going to have a problem. It, you know, so I've learned how to navigate that and realize that if I don't eat healthy, my intestine and inner inside of me will be unhealthy as well as it will show on my skin and it, you yeah. will visibly see that something's wrong. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. After eating a, being a, pescatarian for a while and then like when my family was like driving back from wisconsin we stopped at like culver's i mean just went straight through me it was just like oh this, yeah. this is bad like yeah uh, it's so crazy how like once you start like eating healthy and you start like start feeling better like how that other the unhealthy stuff like even if you when you see eating that like your body just like rejects it pretty much yeah yeah um and so like i'll i'm on a dance company at school and so sometimes we'll stop at mcdonald's just to be quick while we're on like road trips and things like that and i'll be the one that gets a salad you know and everyone's like oh here tiffany is again ordering a salad from a fast food place you know but it's <laughs> like that's all i can eat and like, so my friends will always make jokes like, oh, Tiffany's always got to be healthy. You know, she can't deviate from her diet. Um, but I, I really can't 
Like I, my mm-hmm. skin will freak out. Something will go wrong in my body and I'll feel it <laughs> the next day. Or you're creating an imbalance in your body when mm-hmm. you eat that stuff. Exactly. It just throws everything it's, off, off kilter. It's funny how they call it a diet, but like for us, that's just how we eat. Exactly. So like my, <laughs> my friend, my friend was, um, she's making pancakes the other night um and she was making them at night and putting like chocolate chips in them and all that but she like used butter like to i don't know to make it like a non-stick pan and i was like use olive oil you know that's better <laughs> and she's like oh you can't even handle butter i'm like no <laughs> like any form of dairy is going to mess me up forever <laughs> so yeah i actually have a question about the healthy lifestyle and like healthy eating because one might ask why get healthy you know it sounds so restricting oh you can't eat mcdonald's you can't grab a quick bite it sounds like more work like why even get healthy in the first place um i just think that well number one you're gonna lengthen your life if you are eating healthier now like a lot of college students are just like oh my goodness i have a fast metabolism i can eat whatever i want and i'm gonna be fine that is not true um and i can see that for for my friends who eat you know they only eat meat and carbs they have no vegetables in their diet um and so i just think that it's just it's just helping you feel more alert for the day you don't feel weighed down at least for me anymore now that I've cut out meat um I feel like not as full like I feel like overly full when I whenever I'd have meat so I think it's just do you care about like the long term and some people don't do you care do you want to get um have high cholesterol or high diabetes or do you do you want to have heart disease or do you want to have a heart attack um and so I just think that eating is tied to everything. It's tied to the way you look. It's tied um, to how you feel every day when you wake up. Um, so if you eat something that's nutritious and not greasy and fat everywhere, um, you're going to feel better. Mm. And yeah, it'll balance you completely. Vito says, if you eat healthy food, your body boosts your energy up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And also eating like more high vibrational foods like mm-hmm. uh, uh, vegetables, fruit, like anything like that's grown from the earth and transferred from the sun into plant into, instead of like digested and yeah. like protein. Exactly. Like, you, you're gonna feel a lot better from that than the when you're eating meat. For me, like it's like eating the vibration of that animal when it was alive and if that animal was in like a bad yeah. condition you're just eating all of those negative vibrations at the slaughterhouse still alive yeah, exactly. they're getting cut open like that's still there yeah, yeah. Um, the terror from seeing their friend get cut up like <laughs> oh my God. yeah you guys you guys should watch the movie um okja it's okja on netflix um and it kind of it's like like realistic but obviously it's like a fictional story like it's a cartoon kind of um but it just represents like the meat industry in the u.s and i just think like after that after watching that it's like oh my goodness like why do why do i value 
like chicken before I ate chicken. Um, I wouldn't eat beef or pork, but I, my family would always eat chicken. I was kind of like, you know, as long as it's all natural and, you know, doesn't have any hormones, we'll be good. But you're still eating if that, you know, chicken or whatever you're eating was tortured or, you know, just had a horrible life. And like, obviously the meat industry in the U S isn't doing a great job of taking care of animals. Um, and so I just think it's just not a good idea anymore. Like, we just don't need it. Like, that movie looks eating, super interesting. Unless you, like, know, like, that the chicken was, like, free range or, like, you grew the chicken yourself or, like, you're taking yeah. the eggs, like, directly from the chicken that you know is a happy chicken. Like, you, you're just throwing yourself such at a risk to throw yourself into an imbalance. And, mm-hmm. and then you have to work your way back to get it into balance. And that could... It's like you you get to a certain point and then if you lose that you have to get make up double to get back to where you were mm-hmm. so um that's like same like in the stock market or whatever when you lose uh, but um i wanted to move forward a little bit i wanted to talk about like um go into the baha'i religion a little bit of like so for those who don't know what the baha'i religion is can you give us a little like explanation um yeah so so basically like for me like the baha'i religion aligns a lot with my values and morals um and so i think that helps a lot you know especially like i feel like in some religions there may be something you don't agree with or anything like that but they believe in like equality of the races and sexes and like for example in the summer after george floyd after brianna taylor after so many racial incidents, you know, were happening and police brutality. Um, Basically, like we had a 14 hour conference on Zoom (laughs) on Saturday and Sunday that I had to lead, but it wasn't just like Baha'i teachings that we were talking about, but we were just talking about like Baha'is have a specific role in the world and we're one of the fastest growing religions. And we need to, you know, make sure that races and sexes are equal. Like, that's our goal. Like, we're just trying to, like, have conversations about it. So it was just nice seeing people that aren't necessarily Baha'i, but coming in, being able to talk about it. Because it isn't just a Baha'i thing. That should be everyone's goal to me, um, that we don't have that difference. We don't have that prejudice and racism and racial acts and oppression in, in the world anymore. So I think that that's what I love the most about my religion. Um, we believe in, you know, all religions, all prophets of God, but we just believe that the last prophet that came was Baha'u'llah in um, the 19th century. Um, And so obviously we differ than most religions, especially like as a black woman, a lot of people maybe would assume that I'm Christian or Catholic or something like that. Um, So I feel like sometimes it's hard for me to talk about it with everyone just because there is that extreme judgment of like the unknown, like I've talked to people who tried to interview me about different things and then they find out I'm Baha'i and they're like, oh, so you're atheist. And I'm like, no, you just <laughs> have never heard of the religion before. And so you're mm-hmm. assuming because it, you know, has some accents and, and different things and apostrophes in it that it's some weird, crazy religion. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been weird, definitely not weird, but I mean, a blessing, but people don't, I don't know, people don't appreciate what I'm saying or like any other religion that's not their own sometimes. Yeah, sometimes when you say something that they're not agreeing with, their eyes just glaze over and just goes directly over their head. I know from like 
what I've learned about the Baha'i, they're very, and like seeing like the Baha'i Garden in Haifa, Israel, like it's all about like they really like finding like balance in that like sim- symmetry. Um, yeah, um, I've been to the one in Chicago. I really want to go to Haifa and like actually like volunteer there. That would be really cool. I met. We weren't even allowed in. We just like were able to like see it. Okay. But, I mean, we were allowed to like walk in like a little bit, but like into like the main garden, like just looking over like everything it's like you see all these like buildings on the other side mm-hmm. and like it's kind of like and then you yeah. have this like kind of like balanced space everything is like symmetrical and it's like a very nice and peaceful space. yeah um definitely and i think that's what's so beautiful about the baha'i religion is that it's so diverse and it's so ahead of its time like talking about you know achieving racial and like sexual equality between the sexes and races in the uh, 19th century, like no one, you know, no one really thought before slavery was even like, you know, um, like gone, like, it's just crazy. Like, I mean, I'm glad obviously that my family found this religion, but um, I, I just, you know, it's just a blessing. And I think a lot of people need to learn about it because just many people are very much stuck in their ways and don't really want to change their religion just because yeah. of what their parents have told them or, just you know going to church every time so we actually don't call it church um it's it's just like our center kind of um we don't really refer to the to it that way i'm not really sure why but um it's we have one space in ypsilanti so i live in ann arbor um it's about probably 15 20 minutes from here and it's a beautiful little um temple like um, in the middle of a neighborhood kind of. So it's a very odd (laughs) placing of it, but it was built by um, someone who, a family actually who lived in front of it. So that's kind of how it ended up there. So I started going even before there was a temple in Ipsy. So I was just going to like children's classes. And so what our typical like Sunday looks like is we'll have prayers in the beginning. People will sing songs. Um, there's a lot of Persians who are Baha'i. Um, and so we have them kind of singing and, and saying things in their own language. And then we'll go down for like breakfast, which is not very typical in churches. But yeah, we go down to eat and then everyone disperses off into their separate classes. So the youth will have some, the adults will have their like books that they have to read. Um, but I grew up mainly going to children's classes cause I probably went consistently until I was like 16. But then we moved around a lot. A lot of things happened in my family life. So I didn't um, go as much, but um, I still feel like I still had a large influence just because my grandma was always around. Um, she lived with me until I was 15. And so she always, you know, told me to pray and um, to meditate and find balance every day. And um, yeah. Along that lines of like what your grandmother taught you, like with being Baha'i and also like understanding like the spirituality stuff. So like I feel like in a lot of other religions, it's like you're religious, but not spiritual or you have like some spiritual aspect, but it's more like you're following Mm -hmm. what you're being told. Yeah. Um, how has being Baha'i affected your spirituality and what it means to be spiritual? Well, one thing that I think is so different, well, I should have mentioned this, is we don't have like a preacher. We don't have like someone who guides us. It's kind of us guiding ourselves. So like when I went to Baha'i, like we'd all take turns and say prayers, you know, it wasn't like 
that person is preaching to you for two hours and then you have no chance to even say anything or pray or, you know, not saying that's a horrible thing, but I think that's the beautiful thing about it is like, we learn songs, we learn songs in different languages. We, um, you know, we like have such a diverse set of experiences because we're all so diverse um, and from different places. So it makes it just kind of, us to control our own religious side of ourselves and spirituality. Um, and so I think that my grandma, like specifically, um, kind of taught me just to be like religious, obviously pray and like do those sorts of things and meditate, but also like do yoga, you know, eat healthy food, educate yourself, um, you know, read new books all the time, you know, watch new movies and documentaries and things like that. So I think that's like what the, the beauty of the Baha'i faith is, you have the ability to control your religious and spiritual side and you're not being told what to do by someone. Nice. It's very more based on like community and like helping each other than exactly. being guided down a path. Yeah. And so it's like, like we'll have a theme for the day, you know, at uh, Sunday like services and, and things like that, like at 11. Um, but it's like free for all. Like if you, at the end of the theme, you want to say your prayer, you want to sing, um, you want to do something maybe with your daughter or son or with your family, you can. So I just found, um, my little like notebook. It's like a tiny little notebook (laughs) (laughs) that I was carrying around in Israel when I like first learned about the Baha'i. I learned it like June 19th, Baha'i religion, wrote down like 19th or 19th order uh serene plus peace religion mm-hmm. like seven million followers knowledge there's 2.5 million in india and then there's like show shows people the door to the messiah can you or like i like that last one like when talking about like the last kind of like prophet i guess like how do you guys like i know like for christianity like Jesus was the Messiah for Judaism, like, the Messiah hasn't come yet, like, for, or, like, I mean, there's obviously, like, prophets within that and, like, people, but, um, what's your kind of, like, take on that from Um, the perspective? Like, we just believe, like, that, like, every religion had their own prophet of God, and so we, we believe in that, like, it's not saying, no, no other prophets are real, but it's, like, yes your prophet is valid but we believe that out of the line of prophets which there are so many baha'u'llah was the last one and he's the one who said you know we need to end um racial and like the the battle between the sexes and things like that you know he and what i think is so interesting like in the 1800s saying that um and so other things that we believe um well we don't really believe in heaven or hell at least um, in the Baha'i religion. So we believe that when you pray and you take care of yourself spiritually and you are religious and you pray for, you know, people that have passed and things like that, then you're going to be closer to God when you pass away. But when, you know, so we don't believe in like that you're going to go to this fiery place or like some unrealistic place, but it's just that, do you want to be closer to God or farther away? Um, and you'll also be around people that you knew 
before. So like my grandma passed away last year, so I'll be around her again. Um, so yeah, we don't believe that you're like destined if you sin, you know, that sort of thing. We don't believe in that. Cool. Um, sorry, someone just posted. Hello, uh, Mia of personality. She believes in God also. <laughs> um yeah so okay. one thing that like when talking about like finding like divine balance and i thought that was super interesting with the baha'i religion is that it's not just um about like being religious and like following like a doctrine but also like looking into science and like the combination of the two and finding the balance within life with that mm -hmm. um if you want to talk about that a little bit um I'd, like i know there was like like a set like number of like areas or fields that you guys looked into i'm not exactly sure on that but um like wait what's your question so the like talk about the combination between religion and science okay um i i mean i feel like that's really not our emphasis i guess but we kind of just believe in like humanity needs to come together and we need to work together. Like mm. we're not just because we're of different communities and different countries and we look different than each other. doesn't mean that we are different, like within ourselves, like all of us, you know, are, you know, going to pass away in our seventies or eighties. Like, you know, all of us have a life expect. Like, I think a lot of people just kind of have this falsehood, like, you know, I'm I'm superior than than another person because I'm a certain race or I'm a certain I'm from a certain identity or I have a certain amount of money but I think Baha'is are kind of like regardless of what you have okay that doesn't matter because we're all you know going to end up in the same boat we're just trying like I think the goal of Baha'is is trying to advance humanity like mm -hmm. definitely we believe in science of course um, but I think the goal is to to work together so like to end climate change, to end racial inequality, to end systemic racism, um, just to end all of these things that we're facing and that we were facing in the 1800s that is still, you know, still facing right now, um, that we're just, that we're literally trying to eliminate it. So whatever way we can by working together, um, by getting new followers who believe what we believe, who have the same morals, um, and then trying to, to teach that to other people. And I think what's the beauty about it is because we are so diverse. And so it's not like, like I think in many churches that I um, grew up in, like my dad's side. So my dad's side's not Baha'i, he's Baptist. And so I'd go to his churches um, sometimes and it would just be all black people, which is fine. But you go to Baha'i temple, regardless of what city it's in, you see black people, you see white people, you see Asian people, you see Indian people, you see Persian people, just so many people from everywhere. And it's just a, just nice that you can talk to other people that look different than you and not feel uncomfortable ever. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're talking about like finding divine balance and like the Baha'i's role in like doing that in the world. Um, how do you guys kind of go about that in the sense of like talking to people and the actions that you take or like, and how can other people also help to find balance? Um, I think that we don't force it on people um, in the Baha'i religion. Like I think a lot of people 
not saying everyone, but just some people just kind of want to force their religion on you. But I feel like people, Baha'is specifically, get to know the person, you know, get to know the family, um, and then, you know, become friends with them. And then it's kind of like a later conversation, like, oh, okay, what what religion are you? How can I learn about it? Um, you seem like a very balanced and spiritual person. Like, what ways can I learn from you? Um, and so I think that we never want to push people. We're just kind of like, we believe in um, equality for all humanity. Mm-hmm. We, we believe in taking care of our environment. We believe in, so I think that's the way we, we find balance is because we, we don't, we believe things that everyone should believe in, you know? And so, you know, there's no way unless, you know, you're, you're a hateful person um, that you couldn't really believe in being Baha'i, like not saying you have to convert um, to believe in these things, but um, I think it makes it a lot easier for us to talk to people because like we, we want to advance society and humanity in so many different ways and work together while doing so. So I think we find balance just by, um, you know, taking time out to talk to people that are different than you. I had a um, Baha'i session. So I'm actually teaching yoga for my Baha'i club on Sundays um, at Michigan. So anyway, but, you know, I have friends from who are like Persian. I have friends who are um, France, but she's like African. So I just have so many different people from so many different areas. Um, and I think that what's makes that, that what, that's what makes us beautiful because like, there's so many different people. And even like a girl came on our zoom call last week and she's like, I'm, you know, I'm so interested. Um, you guys just seem so nice. And you guys, talk about things that I'm interested in you know we, we, we talk about Black Lives Matter we talk we don't like shy away from those things and I think that's what's really important is that we talk about the controversial issues that maybe some people would would feel uncomfortable talking about it's very much open you know I was reached out to and they were like okay you're going to teach this seven hour youth conference and you're going to mm-hmm. talk about you know racial equality and you know try to motivate these people and try to get Baha'i clubs at their universities and things like that. So a lot of people are now creating clubs at school and trying to get more people on board um, just because it needs to be talked about. We can't just ignore what's going on in our society. Right. So Mia asked in the, in the chat, well, she didn't really ask. She said she's very highly religious. She believes in God. Um, and she said that science is nonsense. Uh, earlier you mentioned um, that you, of course, believe in science. I just kind of wanted to ask, what does it mean to you to believe in science? Um, it's hmm, a hard question. Um, I guess, um, I guess like I do believe in doctors to a certain degree, I guess, like I'm like in terms of COVID, especially right now, I think it's, it's not good for me to say, I don't believe in science. Like I want to follow health guidelines. I want to, um, obviously I don't want more people to pass away from this virus. Um, And so for me, I guess just that obviously like there's aspects of science that I do believe in, um, but not everything so that I don't apply it to everything I do. So, you know, for example, like scientists might, might've said when I was younger, like, oh, okay, I think you should drink uh, three cups of milk per day. And it's like, no, (laughs) no, I don't have to. And that's not healthy. And so I think, for me, because of what my grandma taught me, what my mom said, like 
my mom actually had breast cancer when she when I was eight years old. And so after that is really when she switched over her diet extremely. Like we always had had like soy milk and other milk alternatives in the house. But um, because of the way she was eating like sweets, chocolate, carbs all the time, she believes mm. that's why she got breast cancer. Um, and also, um, I, I preach this a lot to my friends. She believes she also got breast cancer because of aluminum in deodorant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, Aluminum-free deodorant right now, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, and so I preach this to a lot of people. I'm like, it's not, you know, like, yeah, you're saving money by paying $3 instead of $8 for a all-natural deodorant but it'll be worth it in the long run so you're not clogging up your pores you know also especially alzheimer's mm -hmm. and so yeah and so like i i tell people every time i see new people i'm like okay i need you to go home and i need you to look at your bottle let me know if it has aluminum in it and if it does you need to throw it away and go to the health food store and get an get an all-natural one um and so after that my mom switched everything over so i guess just not believing in contemporary um, chemicals and um, hair products and body products. Um, I use like toner, like witch hazel and um, like tea tree oil on my face. So I, I, I believe in all natural healthcare products that can heal you. Yeah. When talking about like products that can heal, heal you, um, well, they're not necessarily products, but when, what is your take on like crystals and energy like crystal energy healing um okay so like i i definitely believe in like energy healing um my cousin is a sound healer she um i have two cousins actually so they're sisters and they've mm. said you know i'm really interested in reiki healing partially because of my grandmother um and they're in their late uh 20s and 30s now but they said you know we're gonna quit our nine to fives and we're going to build a sound meditation center in Joshua Tree, California. And keep in mind. Oh, my um, God. I love yeah, Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Yeah, Joshua Tree is amazing. So they bought all of this land. They took me out there when I was, I think I was 18 at the time. It was my first time being in that type of heat, which was crazy. Um, but, I mean, it was just very cool to, like, see that, you know, I've always wanted the ability. I've always said, like, you know, when people ask, if you could have one ability, what would it be? I said, like, to heal people, like, from within, naturally. Um, and so, like, watching my cousin do her, like, sound bowls and, like, literally heal people and, and release blockages in their body of, like, stress and, and trauma and so many different things is just amazing. Wow. Awesome. Um, so one question. Uh, I'm chatting with Vito a little bit here. Um, we were kind of wondering going back a little bit to the science um how did like in the baha'i religion how do you believe that the world started like would evolution be a part of your science or or, or where does that fit in um no evolution really wouldn't be a part of our science um so yeah baha'is don't believe that at all so we okay. just believe right. yeah we just believe that you know we're created we have one life you know, we're here, we have a purpose to advance the Baha'i religion, we have a purpose to be spiritual, be religious, pray for people that have passed away, um, and move on. And then what happens is your soul will be closer to God if you followed 
those sorts of things and not as close if you didn't. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what we believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned that, but. <laughs> I have a little, I mean, for me, I mean, I have a little different take, especially on like the one life thing. I mean, I believe like I'm, I'm Jewish and I don't think like Jews necessarily believe in like reincarnation, but like yeah. for me, I definitely feel like if this was my first life on earth, I feel like it'd be going a lot differently than it currently is. And I know I'd be in a different position. I don't know. Like, I feel like I've definitely done this before. Like this isn't my like first time. Yeah. Uh, that's just like an intuitive feeling I get. I, I guess I, I feel like I do too. Um, so I know that this is going against like the beliefs in my religion, but um, I feel very like wise. I'm 21. Um, I've done so many things already um, and just become like such a spiritual person. And like a lot of people take what I say um, and take it to heart and will implement it in their lives. So that means a lot to me. Just to know that I, you know, even though I don't, I'm obviously not, you know, famous or anything, but I just have an influence on a small amount of people, which spreads to more people. So, what do you mean? It's like the height of your career. You're on the Golden Road Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this was the height of her career. I mean, I, it's not when I was, something I was like talking about, like with my friend, is like if we're this spiritual and this aware right now, just think about like when we're in our old age. Like, yeah. what is the world gonna be like, and how are we gonna? be impacting the world at that point if we're doing the things that we're doing and we're aware of the things that we know like spiritually like right now like compared to like the rest of the world that are still like eating fast food and like exactly. like watching media and but, stuff that is making them yeah. feel more vibrational but but yeah. i just also i think it's just so important to like realize how much we are advanced because of the way we grew up and because of our parents and and mm -hmm. and it's like people who eat fast food and people who um you know maybe have maybe a very stressful life like i don't think they're bad people but um like you know like we we can't always help the way we grew up and the way you know the things that we were taught but it's like we have to unlearn and relearn like we talked about yeah. and and you have to figure out like what is health what does it mean to be healthy you know what did my parents tell me and and how how did i change it and how am i going to change as i get older for me like i think i the opposite from you like where your parents kind of and your family kind of taught you about like spirituality and reiki healing and all this stuff like it's kind of like for me where like some some like banker parents get like uh really hippie people or really hippie people get like bankers or whatever like my parents are not like that healthy or that spiritual or at all all like i've done a lot of like unlearning like as you said like unlearning and relearning of like things that like of all the spiritual stuff so when i even like talk to my parents it like it goes way over their head and i feel yeah. like there's you got to recognize like how you've grown up and like be able to make that deviation and i feel like the people that like like for example you who have like been around all this like your entire life are definitely that's like a gift that's a blessing like yeah for most people like they're just around people that are eating fast food being lethargic like watching media and just not like spiritual at all like very grounded mm -hmm. in the 3d um 
and it's very hard for those individuals to break out of that um when considering that like what are some things that you think or some paths that people can take to start to break out of their kind of shell that they've been doctored into um I would say, like, talking to people who you think are spiritual and balanced in your life. Like, if you have friends that are pescatarian or they're vegan or vegetarian or they just they eat differently, you know, and they're always the healthy one in the group. I'd say talk to them um, and, you know, learn from them. Don't just take it as, like, making fun of them, which a lot of my friends like to do. Um, but I guess just, or calling just realize, it woo-woo or it's like, <laughs> oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's just like, yeah. Just, and it's like, just, no, it's just, it. it's just my diet, you know? And yeah. um, a lot of my friends know I have eczema and like have like a lot of like skin issues. So it just, it, it helps me a lot. Um, and I'd also say like, maybe, you know, starting off slow, maybe that's running uh, t- like two laps around the track, you know, and, and, doing that first and then saying okay I'll run a mile the next day and then I'll do yoga with maybe my friend who does yoga and learn from her even if you know a lot of people get discouraged from yoga they're like oh I'm not flexible and and I can't get in those positions like yoga isn't necessarily just one way you know it isn't one um, routine you can do it any way you'd like so I think a lot of people especially like even on my dance team you know maybe they don't want to lead but just because they feel like they don't know, but we all do. We all have different ways of working out and feeling what's good for us. So yeah, learning from people around you and putting yourself out there in different spaces that you usually have never been in. Ryan, you haven't talked in a little bit. Any, uh, <laughs> been talking about like yoga and like talking to people about like becoming more spiritual or getting people out of their, um, comfort zone with that kind of stuff do you have any questions or opinions or anything well i wanted to come back to something briefly and that was the uh reiki healing sounds and your cousins glossed over that yeah because that was something when you told me about that uh i got very excited about and you know i followed your cousins on instagram i don't know if you care to make a shout out to them but yeah maybe if we could talk just a little bit more about that and then coming back to the yoga afterwards um so yeah my um my grandma kind of did reiki like within herself she was a masseuse as well so just to give some background and so i think that a lot of people in my family are very magical like with our hands with with energy um i for one have premonition dreams um like dreams that come true i've had that happen a lot in my life actually um and so some people may think it's weird um but i can literally dream the truth like the truth and like the future things like that um things will just come to me so in terms of like Reiki and sound healing, um, I just think it's very cool that you can make noise, literally like make noise with a sound bowl, like a bunch of sound bowls and heal someone, you know, and, and get the blockages that are in them. Um, my cousin did it on me when I was in LA a few weeks ago. And, you know, she was, she was like, oh, you have no blockages. Like you're good. You're completely like, I can feel that you're calm and you're fine 
Um, and so it's just nice to have your family that can just do that for you. Like you're like, Hey, can you do Reiki for me real quick? Or can you give me like a sound meditation? I just need to feel balanced right now. So it's just nice that I don't have to go far for that. People pay a lot of money to have like a personal session like that. And it's just nice that I have so many spiritual people in my family that I don't have to go far at all. Um, super but, jealous right now because <laughs> I just don't have those people around me. As yeah, much. so I, I mean, have, like it, some friends, but yeah. yeah, but a lot of my family um, is like involved in different sectors of like I don't know spirituality. So like my so my two cousins they do sound meditation, Reiki healing. You have my grandma who did yoga and like Reiki healing as well. And, and um, massaging as well. And then you have my other cousin, she's kind of going into the marijuana um, business and figuring out how like CBD can like heal people. Um, so um, yeah, so yeah, um, I can also share um, my ins or their Instagrams. Just give me one yeah, second. And we'll, we'll put their uh, Instagrams in the description. Okay, let me just share them really quick, sorry. Um, while you do that, I will. One month from now. Oh, Ryan, sorry. Go ahead. That's super cool. What is this? No, no. I was just going to uh, show you. This is my Tibetan singing bowl. And I got it about three years ago in Ann Arbor at the Himalayan Bazaar. And all of these are from Tibet um, or Nepal and or India somewhere. And... Uh, This is what it sounds like. Tiffany, if you just want to put their socials in the planning doc, I'll put them oh, yeah. in the description. Okay. Let me go to that. One second. So in one month from today. Thank you, Ryan, for the little. Thank you. Sound healing. Okay, um, I just put them all in the chat. So those are my cousins, Gabrielle and Natalia. They were both born out of the country, and um, my both of my cousins worked a nine to five. And for and those watching, like, I'm putting it in the Twitch chat as well. Um, and they both were like, "What if we buy land and?" you know build a sound meditation center in joshua tree california we have land we might as well build it so it's kind of how it all started but i will That's send awesome. their their gofundme i think it's still in their bio maybe it's not hold on um yeah i'll definitely send that they've raised almost um seven thousand so far but they're trying to raise five hundred thousand so nice can can you guys hear Jared? By the way, test one two. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear Jared. Yeah. Okay. okay cool. Just making sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm going to California in one month from now, and like I'm going right to LA. So like, how close is your cousin's like center? Okay, right. so my they're I mean they're they're not it's not built yet, but they have like the okay. architecture plan. They have everything in, set in place. They just literally need funding. Um, so they already have the land and everything like that. So they go out there pretty often. Um, and so my cousin, my one cousin lives in Long Beach, 
and my other cousin she does a remote job right now so she's kind of just floating like wherever she wants to go she can go so that's kind of nice but she can come into LA and fly in anytime so I could definitely tell my cousin Natalia that like you're interested you um, really like Joshua Tree that sort of thing yeah. um, if you'd like yeah that'd be awesome so I'm gonna be there for, like, for my birthday and for the Halloween oh, nice. weekend mm -hmm. and everything so we're gonna do a couple trips out into the desert always gonna rent a, like a P100D Tesla yeah. and uh, just have a wild time so Nice. Crazy experiences. If, if that lines up, I think that'd be really cool to do. When are you doing this, Sharon? Um, one month from today. 26th through November 1st. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she lives in Long Beach, so um, okay, like 30 close. minutes outside the city. So, yeah. Cool. Well, the I might... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I... <laughs> Never mind. Um, so go ahead, Brian. I was just yeah, say coming back to the so yeah, Tiffany. Thank you for sharing about the uh, with your cousins and the you know Reiki and sound healing. It's incredible. Um, I wanted to come back to the yoga for a second because you know some of our listeners might not be able bodied. Um, you know there are various levels of ableness and that sort of thing. So just for those listening that might have reservations about, you know, changing their lifestyle, um, you know, maybe you don't think your lifestyle is unhealthy, or maybe you haven't even thought about changing anything, uh, any, any parts of your life. Um, I would just consider, like, for example, if you are unable to walk or unable to sort of move, like, there are things like chair chair yoga, where you can literally, if you just can sit down, you can do yoga. Um, it's just about moving your body in some way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and oh. I think a lot of people think it should go a certain way and should only be stretching or it should only be working out or it should only be ab work. And I just think that you can lead whatever type of yoga you want to. Just stretch your body, make your body feel balanced and good. Um, and just relax whether that's even just sitting on a mat and meditating and sitting down and just like breathing and realizing that you know you're okay you're you know you're going to make it through the day i think is um, really important i kind of wouldn't like to go back to the reiki thing also um sorry kind of jumping around a little bit but for those who don't know what Reiki is, can you explain what Reiki is? Because um, I think most people think like Reiki or like healing or like they're so rooted in the 3D that they have no idea about energy healing or sound healing or like or even like about chakras or anything. Um, um, yeah. So um, what it is, is the person who you're doing it to will be, you know, laying down. Uh, you know, and so the person who actually is doing like the Reiki healing will like be like almost shooting energy like healing energy from yourself to that person who's laying down and then feeling over their body and feeling what's what's wrong um so if you have a blockage like in your heart chakra or if you have sexual trauma or if you um like it's so many different traumas in your life if you're too stressed out like the like the person who's doing it will feel that and and heal it with their own energy so that's what Reiki healing is. Uh, for 
I mean, I understand how that happens, but for the average person, how can they even feel the energy in the first place? For the person who's receiving it? Or, like, the person that's, like, healing the other person. Like, how they're able to sense Um, the energy and, like, actually know how to put energy into it to actually heal it. Because I I know some people, like, oh, they're rooting in the 3D or they're in the 5D. They can kind of feel energy, but, like, can't heal people or can't, like, sense, really, like, tell the energy of other people. Um, Or there's just, like, people at a lot of different stages and there's definitely a lot more people, like, in the 3D that are, like, energy? What? How are you feeling energy? How are you feeling my blockages? Like, um, I think it just, well, I think people who do Reiki healing and sound meditation had just have an innate gift. Not saying you can't learn it, but um, I think it took my cousin like a lot of training, um, mm. a lot of like balancing herself, not having too much stress in her life, getting enough sleep, uh, making sure that she's taking care of herself. And, and that she, in her, in, in her essence, is balanced completely. And so that she can heal someone who is completely unbalanced. And so I think um, that that just comes from, you know, getting to know someone. Um, you know, she knows me, so she did Reiki on me. Um, making sure that you're adequately addressing the unbalances in their life, um, I think, comes kind of, I don't know, kind of heals that person in a way. Because, like, if you have so many traumas and stress and so many things in your life that, um, you know, you need to be healed, that person who doesn't have those blockages and who, you know, adequately meditates and deep breathes. And um, a lot of people, I don't think, deep breathe and meditate in the morning. They just kind of get up and they're like, oh, my goodness, I have so many things to do. Like, I just need to run around all day. the world around them. Exactly. Instead of, exactly. Instead of reacting to, like, what, um, you need. So I think what my cousin does is um, she gets she goes to bed at 10 p.m. every night, and she you know eats really healthy. She's vegan. Um, she you know does yoga every morning. You know she you know has Zoom meetings and things like that. But she gets work done, takes care of like her business in the beginning of the day. She'll get up at seven in the morning, take care of all of her things that she needs to do for Joshua Tree, or you know calling her mom and you know contacting her sister, figuring out the website, things like that that she needs to take care of. But then she's like, okay, I'm I'm good, and I can live like stress-free, you know, majority of the day. I really, you know, I feel like stress kind of flows through her because she knows that her purpose here is to heal people. And so I think that that gives her just a lot of like satisfaction, just the fact that people might come to her with so many different stressors and traumas in their lives because they haven't had the time to balance and relax. And then that she can unblock those people and make them feel completely different um, so I think it's just amazing, like sound healing, mm. meditation, Reiki healing is just an amazing experience. Definitely need to be able to help yourself first before you're able to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely the more balanced you are, the more you're able to help other people. Um, for, I think this is a typical like conspiracy, like like people like typically call this like a conspiracy theory, but um, how much like you're what you've learned with your family how much does not using fluoride and like tapping into the third eye um factor into being able to do like reiki healing or 
being really in tune with yourself and like the energies around you? Um, so like not using like unhealthy products and chemicals and things like that. Yeah, but also like so for me like I don't use fl- like fluoride toothpaste or mm-hmm. I have a fluoride filter, um, so I'm not because when you take in fluoride it goes directly to your pineal gland and crusts it up and doesn't allow you to access your sixth sense. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of that um, as much, but anything you can, any perspective you have on that? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I just think that if, you know, whatever you put into your body, you're also putting out into the world. And so if you're eating really unhealthy um, and not taking care of yourself, like eventually your body's going to tell you, like, going to warn you. Um, and so I think in my family, since we have like a history of like, premonition dreams, is my mom had a dream that she had breast cancer before she got diagnosed, you know, and it's like, and it, 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 and it had like the actual stage and like how long she had, if she didn't take care of it, that sort of thing. And so I just think that that's very powerful. I think regardless, like in our lives, because we're such spiritual and religious beings, that we have the ability to know what's going to happen before it does. So like mm-hmm. um, my grandma, for example, used to watch um, shows, you know, before my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer um, on like people of, on like white women, it was white women who ate like yogurt every day. And people at the time, it's probably 2007, you know, thought yogurt was fine. It was a good probiotic, all these things. But if you eat it every single day, you know, a large portion of yogurt, you're, you're going to get breast cancer. You're going to have some sort of problem um, just because of the amount of hormones and, and things that are in yogurt. Um, and so if you eat like a dairy alternative yogurt, that's fine. But um, I think that um, just like, I re- like people in my family and I, like we receive a lot of warnings um, which can be good or good or bad thing. So, for example, my grandpa also passed away in January 2019, and I had a dream two days before that we were at his funeral. And so that was my body and my mind and my spirit, like, warning me, like, okay, you know, you're going to be at his funeral soon. And it was my first, like, funeral that I was at where I was really close, to, um, like, I guess a person I was really close to, I never had really gone to funerals in the past. Um, I think I had been to my great grandmother's, but I was only one. So it was like the first one that, you know, stuck out to me obviously, because I was so close to my grandparents. Um, And so I think because I eat so healthy, because I do yoga, because I'm very balanced and I believe in healthy eating and healthy living that um, like in our family, our bodies warn us of things that are gonna happen. So my, my mom had a dream about 9-11 before it happened. Mm. Um, my um, Aunt Carla had a dream of the room that my grandma passed away in um, before she passed a few months before. Um, like, a, I think like God or some godly figure warning her like, okay, you're gonna have to prepare for your, to lose your mom, you know? And, and so she had to start thinking about that. And I think, you know, I don't love it, you know, because sometimes I get worried because if I have a dream about someone, you know, is it going to come true? Is it not? Is it just warning me to check on that person or is it is actually something bad going to happen? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, 
um, we have a very large history of premonition dreams and just like having that intuition always there. Well, if you ever dream about me, just just let me know. Give me a heads up if something's gonna happen. Yeah, um, I so I do tell people about my dreams, and I tell them, you know, you don't have to take my word for anything, but I'm just letting you know just in case something happens. So I had a dream about a friend of mine who I haven't talked to in a very long time, and I had a random dream about her getting diagnosed with cancer, and I texted her. I was like, I had this dream, like I know you're 20 which is crazy, but I, I had this dream that you were in the hospital and you got diagnosed with leukemia. And so I need you to go get tested. And she's like, I'm actually getting tested right now because my, wow. my dad had cancer. And so I need to make sure that I don't have like the same gene and try to like prevent it. Um, so I just thought that was crazy. Like she texted me back right away. Like, yeah, I, I just was in the hospital. And I was like, <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, I don't know, God. just, just Goodness crazy news, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what do I, I need have... to eat to be more like you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I honestly like the thing is, is my premonition dreams. Their own family's like this. Like most people yeah. are. Like they just like are so rooted in like in in not, fi- not in... in fear and like exactly not being spiritual at all. Exactly, and so I I just feel like. I don't know why my family isn't blessed with this, but maybe just because we're so willing to communicate with so many different types of people. And so like, I'll have a dream about someone that I haven't seen in in three years, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and be able to figure out what's going on in their lives and what's the problem. And, um, you know, have a dream about my cousin that I haven't seen in a while. And it's like God or some figure telling me, okay, you need to check in on this person because you haven't in a while. So I definitely think that my premonition dreams are also like telling me what to do in my daily life. Um, so when I wake up, I'm like, oh, that dream was weird, but maybe that's just a message that I'm you know, supposed to do this today. So yeah, very interesting. I have a lot of dreams. <laughs> I've had my very like vivid dreams as well. I've had like half premonitions, half like just I feel like I'm doing stuff in like higher dimensions or like seeing people or meeting people. Um, yeah. Most recent premonitions that have come true were more about stock tips, like Zoom will go to 400 or Apple will keep going up or something like that. Just like. Oh my god. <laughs> or like the next one that I had was like, oh, I had a like a $1,200 day in the stock market. Still yet to see that one, but. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Those are like. I don't have as yeah. like crazy premonitions as, as you do, but I definitely have like very vivid dreams. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like everyone has like their own unique, like I, you can call it like psychic ability, mm-hmm. their like talent that like, yeah, like you have like talents, like you can draw or you can read or you can do math or like you can write or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those are like 3D talents, but then mm-hmm. there's a whole mess of like, 5d spiritual talents that Mm -hmm. people are yet to tap into and i think exactly most of the the reason is because like going back to the fluoride like the sixth sense is crusted over by the fluoride that the government puts into the water and the toothpaste that they're using Mm -hmm. and they just don't they only have access to the five uh 3d uh senses and yeah like your 60 cents and your third eye and um yeah it's taken me definitely it's taken me a while to get to a point where i'm able to like sense energy like or like 
even be more intuitive and like have more vivid dreams um after like i stopped taking fluoride at the beginning like i think the beginning of 2019 Mm -hmm. i'm still like in like that i guess recovery but like i definitely feel more intuitive and like i'm coming into my own with more of my psychic abilities and in the sense of like for you i think like you were just thrown into that environment where people were healthy people were focusing on like probably not using fluoride probably and being yeah, more very natural natural healing like that kind of stuff so you've grown up with it where most people are in great like eating fast food eating those these low vibrations using exactly. fluoride and just like are only aware of the 3d and are and because they can't sense it and because they can't like physically feel like the healing mm-hmm. or the energies around them they're not able to um they just think that it's fake or they think that it's woo woo or they just completely shove it off as like oh that's that can't be real that's not real that sounds like science fiction mm-hmm. like, like manifestation or like uh yeah. cool quantum realm like when you think of like sound healing everything on an atomic level is just vibrating in a certain energy mm-hmm. signature and that's like manifesting itself in the 3d um so like sound healing when you just like putting out those vibrations you're able to connect with certain vibrations in your body that are able to release different blockages and when you're thinking about like cancer that's just a, a negative vibration that's manifested itself into a tumor so exactly if you're able to get to the root of that um mm-hmm. of yeah. that cancer of like what has happened there then and, um then you're able mm-hmm. to diminish that have you ever seen yeah. the show heal on netflix i haven't Actually. you should really look into that it's like mm-hmm. all about like natural healing and like all these like cancer patients that are like like yeah didn't they, they were given not long to live but then they went to more natural people and like started like looking into the root of their cancer and like the emotional traumas that they've been holding in exactly and then being able to release it and then the the tumor like uh resided like receding and um then going into remission yeah it's, my my grandma actually had cancer um, so that's what made her pass away. Um, my grandmother but I, too. And my dad had leukemia, but luckily he's, uh, well, my grandmother had like breast cancer. Wow. She also had some other stuff, but, and she's sadly passed away, but not from cancer. And then my, my dad had leukemia and he's 10 years out from that. So Good. I'm very familiar with uh, yeah. that whole world. Um, but yeah, my, the reason why, like my grandma's so healthy and she did yoga and she ate so well and, and took care of herself, but she also didn't balance the stress in her life. And I think that's what took her out. Um, she was able to live with stage four cancer for seven years. And I think that's just because of the way she ate, like the way that she would meditate in the morning and, and not just get up and rush around and, and, and think that, you know, she, she made it like, okay. Like I'm here to live, and I'm I need to take care of myself first. My, my dad said also... 19, 19 years out, more than ten years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the stress in her life um, took her out. So um, just like so many different people in her life that she had to deal with, she didn't put up a boundary and say that you know what I cannot handle your stress that you're putting me through um she would just take everything take everyone's energy in and so that's i think what really took her out is like just the stress from her kids and from having to deal with so many different um family issues on the side of herself 
that just yeah. made the cancer exacerbate and, and took her out. So my dad's um, mom, my grandmother, she thought of herself as like the warrior of the family. So like, so she's like takes on all the worry of everyone else, and like mm-hmm. I think that definitely had a effect on her. And it, but I was saying also my other grandma had like ovarian cancer, and she would like walk every day, and she was. Just, she was just so healthy and like being out there you couldn't you wouldn't be able to tell that she had cancer and like yeah if you're able to like be healthy and not worry as much or able to just transmute that energy in a positive through a positive outlet you're able to like become more uh you're able to like get rid of that more easily yeah than like, um, being, being growing mm-hmm. yeah I just want to show you guys, this is my grandma in this picture. She's wearing a bikini and she's 80. Oh my wearing gosh. a bikini. Um, this was, uh, what? When was this? Early 2018. Wow. So her cancer started to get pretty bad then, but she's still rocking a bikini at 80. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. But, yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta live every second of life that you have to the fullest. I mean, there's yeah. no reason not to be doing that um no reason to be in those low vibrations either like you like you can easily just get out of that through simple things that we talked about like through meditation yoga eating healthy yeah sound healing reiki like there's people that can help you and that don't, yeah. don't be afraid to like ask for help either like and be open to like having these conversations and don't just like block yourself off of thinking mm-hmm. that oh this is woo woo or this is a conspiracy theory just because you've never heard of it or ever experienced it before mm-hmm. And I think what's so different about like our generation is like we put up boundaries, you know, and like we if something is wrong, we're going to tell you, you know, yeah. if, if a person is treating us badly, we're going to put up that boundary and say, OK, no, you're not going to treat me like this. And, you know, maybe we can't be friends anymore. Maybe we can't be in a relationship anymore. And I think that's what really shifted because my grandma, you know, was with my grandfather for years and years since she was 23 and they were in a very unhappy relationship. And so I think that she never felt like she had the power to put up that boundary and say, no, you know, I'm divorcing you and I'm leaving, you know, like we would do now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just really important to also just realize what's good for you and what's not, what people are good for you, what people raise up your vibration and what and what people lower them. So. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out of a situation right now where um, there's a lot of just negative vibes and mm-hmm. frequencies throughout this whole house from the top all the way to the basement. And uh, so probably on October 1st, I'll be out in a new new place. Haven't really met the roommate yet, but uh, I'm looking for just getting out of this yeah. negative environment and find something more positive where I can thrive. It's mm-hmm. a big Your environment where? is huge. Yeah. yeah. And it, like if you're yeah if you're around negative people and you're around someone that doesn't value you or you're around someone who puts you down all the time what does that do to you what does that you know get what how does that influence your subconscious and the way you sleep at night and the way you wake up the next day so I think it's really important to put up those boundaries and and realize what's good and bad for you yeah yeah I, I'm learning that. I gotta get out of here, so it's, it's gonna be good. Yeah. So we're it's about nine forty right now. I know you have dance at ten. So 
maybe like 10 more minutes but I just wanted to open it up to anyone in the chat if they have a question or a topic you wanted to talk about feel free to throw it in there and we'll discuss it in the last little bit um, other than that if, if there's anything else you guys want to talk about share any things you want to recap or things for people little nuggets of uh, of wisdom for people to take from this um, we can talk about any of that um, I well, does anyone have any questions? Sorry, or else I was just going to talk. I, I'm just going to... No one has any questions right now, but okay. if they have a question, I'll bring it up. Okay. Um, and just type it in, in the Twitch chat for the five people that are watching right now. Um, just uh, type in your question or comment or anything, and we'll uh, address it. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think like what's really important is just um, doing things you love. I have a sign in my room actually that says do what you love and um, I just think that whatever you're doing it shouldn't be something that repulses you or something that makes you mad or stressed out like I do so many things I'm on four executive boards at school um, I'm trying to work too and tutor and do all these things and also spend time with family and friends um, but I oh, love everything I'm doing we forgot totally forgot about time, yeah. about time management yeah if we want to talk about that a little bit how do you do all that stuff like um how do you manage all that time um i mean it definitely is hard on some days like yesterday my first time going outside was at 6 30 which is crazy oh, wow. just because of meetings literally booked back to back to back as you saw last mm. night i was cooking dinner while in yeah. a meeting <laughs> so um i just think yeah. it it's it's like you have to love what you're doing. So I love mm. what I'm studying. I love the fact that I learned about, um, you know, the secrets of the U United States that I didn't learn, not necessarily secrets, but I guess like unhid like hidden history um, from the United States about like black people and black history and like the terror that has been, um, like I read about like lynch law and like Southern horrors. I read about Ida B. Wells. I'm in a class about mass incarceration in the US. Um, I'm in a class on 20th century political thought, and I'm also in a class on media and how it affects American public opinion. So I think that's really important. Like what you, what you see, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's on Facebook, whether that's, um, like maybe through some news source, Fox news, whatever you watch that influences what you think, what are your morals, everything that you watch will influence you subconsciously will affect your dreams will affect the way you think what the way you think of the world um so one thing that i think of a lot is um it's called danger of a single single story and it's about how africa has been de depicted in the media and how it's been like you know hiv and ebola and all these diseases and and there's animals and wildlife and that's all it is to it but um, you actually, I've been to South Africa personally, I studied abroad there and you go there and you realize, you know, this place is civilized. It's, you know, not very different from, from like the United States and different countries too. So I think just the importance is like to figure out things on your own, whether that's your own researching, whether that's reading, um, to watching documentaries. I highly recommend you all watch 13th by Ava DuVernay on Netflix. Um, and I think for me, like obviously I have so many things to do, but I like doing every single one of them. And so it doesn't necessarily always feel like work, 
Um, it feels like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm in class and I'm doing homework and I'm in a meeting talking about black writers and black creatives. I'm a dancer, so that means a lot to me. And so I'm gonna take time out for that just because it's important to me. So I think whatever you, whatever you have going on in your life, um, everything should matter to you. You know, you shouldn't be in a nine to five job or in classes that you don't like. You should, you know, whatever you're spending your time doing, make sure that it's valuable to you. Not to, you know, not to your paycheck, not to that sort of thing, but making sure that whatever work you're doing. So I think that's what why I love my cousin so much and their sound Reiki and sound meditation is because they were like, okay, we're gonna deviate off of this social norm of nine to five and we're gonna be professional Reiki and sound meditation healers. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna sit in an office for some corporation and make money for them. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make money for me and also heal people and do what I was meant to do in the process. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. So we got one question from uh, Vito. Could love and religion cure this world? Um, yeah, definitely. I definitely think so. Um, especially for me, like the Baha'i religion, um, just the fact that we believe in equality and humanity coming together, regardless of what you look like. Like, I'm the only black girl here, but just realizing that that doesn't matter. You know, in in essence, we're all the same. All human I think beings. exactly. We're all spiritual beings have a temporary human experience. And so, I think love and compassion, and realizing, for example, for Black Lives Matter movement and all the things that have been going on, realizing that those people are humans. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, why do you care so much?" I'm like, "No, that's not my family member, but that could be me. That could be me hmm. being killed for no reason." And um, just realizing that you, the people that, that are um, being killed by police, you need to put, put yourself in their family's shoes. Now that person doesn't have a daughter or son or, or mom or dad or things like that. And so that's, that's horrible. And they could never do anything. There's nothing you can do to bring that person back. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so realizing that, we are all humans, and we all need to fight for for what's well, right. Well, third dimension. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we need to fight for what's right, and mm. and realize that we have we we are only here for seventy, eighty years, maybe less, and we need to influence people in the right direction so we, that we can advance society and make this world a better place to live on than we than we first came into it as. So. Mm. I definitely agree. Um, I think love can definitely heal this world. Religions, I think it's gone too far to like, people have like died in the name of religions. Yeah. Wars have been started in the name of religions. I think it's created too much of a separation, but I think love definitely is the answer. Like if you think about, so all ascension is, is can take it, going from your brain back to your heart and connecting your heart back to your brain so that you're able to come from a place of love and appreciation and gratitude instead yes. of like thinking being in your head and thinking that what you're doing is always right or being more in your ego egocentric mind um i think just vibrating at the frequency of love is so important is mm -hmm. it's because it's one of the highest vibrations um and you're just able to connect with other people and mm -hmm. see that like 
there is no difference between you and me. We are just reflections of each other. We're just all the same. We're all in this in this journey of Earth, a journey on Earth together. Like it's not one one person or the other person. It's all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- definitely think love can can cure this world. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just I think like the problem is is like accepting people's differences and accepting um the way a person looks differently or thinks differently is not really taught in schools you know i went to a majority majority white school growing up and um you know people would make fun of me because of my hair and not really like my curls and things like that but it's like we need to teach our children um and teachers and professors all the things to value what everyone has to say and that our differences should bring us together you know and make Mm. us more interested in that person instead of bringing us apart well another question from Vito: how to deal with mean people for me i think like (laughs) short answer just send them love yeah i mean good vibrations like even if a person has been mean to me and that has happened a lot um had a few like racial incidents in my life and um had a few incidents you know even when i was nine years old um i was in a white majority white classroom and you know someone said you know she's black she can't answer the question you know um and so that sort of thing it's just like realizing that that person isn't mean because or isn't being disrespectful because necessarily they want to be it's because some something in their life is making them unhappy or either that or um within themselves or they've been taught by a parent or some influencer in their life that that is the right way to approach someone who looks different than you Mm. um and so realizing that it's not a reflection of you it's a reflection of them yeah i think that's huge right uh ryan forrest do you guys uh we're running up on 950 and tiffany has to go any last uh thoughts comments no, I don't think I got anything right now. Um, yeah, Brian. Yeah, I don't want to steal the show. Tiffany was amazing, uh, as she continues to be. So, uh, just yeah, I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for these past two podcasts. I think we we had a lot of good conversations, a lot of good topics, finding about finding equality, finding balance in your own life and with other people and religion, spirituality. We covered a lot in these last two podcasts. So, I mean, if you if you listen to this one, make sure to go listen to Tiffany's first podcast on uh, finding equality in today's society. And, um, yeah, any last words, Tiffany? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I guess just um, do what's balanced for you. Um, and listen to your body, listen to your mind. Um, don't feel pressured by necessarily other people and find, find your balance, find your, your healing within yourself. That would be my biggest thing and love yourself. Okay. Because no one's going to love you until you love yourself. Yes. 100%. That's true. All right, guys, make sure to follow the stream and you can watch the podcast live every we do it every Saturday morning. Um, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Golden Road. And we're, we're going to be posting these soon to uh, YouTube. We've already been posting some of Ryan's meditations, doing some blogs. Um, 
so yeah if you want to engage with us more that's some ways how um until next time peace love and namaste and stay golden my friends peace, peace.